Broadcasting from Cincinnati, Ohio. And Phoenix, Arizona. You are listening to Work Life 360. This podcast is all about helping one another navigate through the noise and the clutter that's holding us back from our potential to be a healthier, successful community. Whether it's stress, head trash, time management, tips on living a healthier lifestyle, or just navigating lifelong goals, this podcast is everything work-life related. I'm Rhonda. And I'm Bruce. We're here to provide you with tips and tricks to help you navigate through the day-to-day mental blocks. Let's get started. Welcome back to episode 17 of Work Life 360. Today, we're going to be talking all about, did you know it's Earth Month? Earth Month and giving back. But first, if you're a first-time listener, welcome to Work Life 360. If you've been with us for a while, thank you for joining us. Each and every week as Rhonda and I deliver great content to you every Wednesday. Uh, please leave us a review. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud. Leave us a review. Give us some feedback. You can also email us at worklife360podcast at gmail.com. We will respond to those emails in an appropriate time. But first, Rhonda, how are you? Doing wonderful, Bruce. We had some rain here this morning, which is not something that we normally get to experience here in Arizona. And just going outside first thing in the morning and smelling that rain and looking at the sky is really energized me. And it was sure. Did, did it flood? No, 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 no. So <laughs> now that will happen during monsoon season, which is definitely approaching. I think that okay. that's like we have like another month and a half before that happens. And it's incredible to see mother nature uh, in action especially here oh it really um, is and you guys get those big with a uh sand storms right the big twisters yes that are and um dust storms yeah but the the scientific word is is funny um it's I like don't... a big cloud that comes through and just overtakes the city but it's I a to... it's all sand i have to look that up yeah i've actually when I moved here four and a half years ago, I was here, I moved here in June. It was 120 degrees the day I moved here from Washington, D.C. And within the first month here, I got to experience all kinds of crazy weather. And one of them was these dust storms. And I re- remember I was coming out of a local store and wasn't really paying attention I noticed a lot of people huddled around the door, but I didn't understand what was going on. I was on break and I was going back to work. So I walk out and boom, dust storm, nose, oh. eyes everywhere, hurt, stung. Oof. I only had taken maybe three steps and then I walked back in and then I observed. I noticed that it was really cloudy and I couldn't really see and I didn't realize that it was dust. And Yeah, so, so I, I just looked it up. It, it's called a haboobs. Uh, we... For whatever reason, we get news about like whenever there's one, and I'm in the Midwest, and it's funny because the uh, the news anchor always has to give a disclaimer that this is an actual term. It's not just a funny name, but it's an actual term, and it's it's otherwise known as a dust storm. But it's much more fun to say haboobs. <laughs> you know, uh. now that you mention it, I'm pretty sure that I've heard that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. There's actually a a route where they've invested a lot of money because of the dust storms. And now they have these huge warning electrical panels throughout that highway to give you a heads up. And it tracks the air quality um, Hmm. and and lets people know to slow down because when a dust storm happens, you're not supposed to obviously drive through it. You're supposed to stop and pull over. 
turn your headlights off. So that was something I learned early on. Turn your headlights off? Off. Yep. Good to know. Well, I mean, this all kind of goes, ties in with, with our topic today, which is Earth Month. And and before we got on, you know, you, you were telling us about a, an awesome service project that Global Trans had done. Um, go ahead and, like, explain to, to everybody what you guys did and, and kind of your experience. Well... We volunteer throughout the year for different causes, and I'm on the green team, which is our environmentally conscious team. So we try to, throughout the year, give back to our community and usually participate in some type of cleanup or planting of trees or what have you. So last year with COVID, it was canceled. So we were trying to maybe do something kind of small, but boom, you know, last year in April, May, everybody was in panic mode. So pretty excited that we decided to go ahead kind of last minute, really, Bruce, and put this together two weeks ago and checked with our local parks and recreation centers to see where we could go. Uh, Nicholas Park in Gilbert, which is about 38 minutes from Global Trans. Um, so we all met there, and the gentleman in charge of Parks and Recs showed up with bags, gloves, masks, water, <laughs> um, showed us how to assemble our trash bags so they would not blow away in the wind. And he really was appreciative because he had mentioned that was the first time anyone had reached out to participate in any type of park or hiking trail cleanups. So... Um, the interesting thing was none of us have seen each other. Yeah. So I could feel that everybody was kind of hesitant. We had our masks on. Normally at an event like this, you would hug, smile, shake hands, introduce yourself to new people. Mm -hmm. And there was a hesitation there. But the guide showed up and he started talking. And then you could see people start to loosen up, get a little closer and start to giggle. And I mean, this is just my perception. Somebody else could have had a different perception. Though we spent probably about two and a half hours cleaning. And as we're cleaning, then it was a lot of conversation and kind of talking oh how you've been and what have you been up to and honestly found out one of our team members her father-in-law passed away from covid so oh. that was kind of hard to hear but she you know was in good spirits and then another gentleman um had mentioned someone in his family had passed away from complications of covid while there was a little bit of anxiety there was also a really positive spirit and then it became one of those treasure hunt kind of experiences where we started sharing with one another oh look what i found and all of a sudden i hear my name being called Rhonda, Rhonda, come here come here <laughs> and i'm thinking somebody got injured here there's this huge tractor tire someone found so um, oh wow I found a spot where some homeless people were living. So I went in and kind of picked that up a little bit. And it just was a wonderful experience to see people out and about and giving back in a way that created a really good positive energy. And I definitely noticed the more that we were participating together, the more smiles, the more positive energy. And at the end of the cleanup, we all gathered around. And I said to Dave, who's our team leader, I'm like, you know, Dave, I think we should all take a second and just like introduce each other because there's a couple of people that I don't think that I know. And so we took probably a good 10 minutes at the end to not really do a debriefing, but really to take time to actually reintroduce ourselves to one another and, and check in with each other. So it was a, not only a beautiful experience 
for us as a team and a way to reconnect or meet someone that maybe we've just seen in an email or what have you, but it was also a way to just give back to the community. And I left with a sense of gratitude and really feeling really grateful for the experience. So what did you end up doing with the tractor tire? Oh, we had... I know <laughs> people use those for, you know, flipping over and fitness. And did you guys take it back to, to Global Trans? We thought this was going to be perfect, but we had three pretty strong men that were there and they could not. It was that big, Bruce. We could just go wow. home. So what we did, we were instructed to take pictures of things that were too big for us to remove. At the end, we turned that information into the park ranger so they would have somebody go clean that stuff up later. But How big was the park? A good mile and a half of space. Um, there was a canal around it yeah it was about a mile and a half i would say so we took some pictures and we're going to share that with our team just felt good felt good at the end of the experience yeah yeah and it's it kind of it's a shame when you know you you go to these public parks and you know you're you're expecting something really nice and pretty and and you see the trash and the litter and it's it kind of dampens your spirit a little bit but what you guys are doing is you're leaving it in a better place than what you found it, which is so cool. Um, you know, when I was in college, we adopted a highway and picking up trash on the side of the road was was uh, interesting, you know, to find all sorts of things. Like you said, not necessarily tractor tires, but <laughs> um, it's amazing what either falls off a vehicle and people just don't turn around and, and go back and grab or uh, just throws out their window. But uh, I actually stumbled across a something that I used down at the farm that became very valuable. Um, those big, long, um, they're kind of like drainage barriers that use at construction sites. Uh, on the side of our hillside there where our barn sits, where, where our barn dominium, the, the mud comes sliding down the hill when it rains real hard. Real hard. So I was going to buy one of these, and there one was laying on the side of the road. And I said, well, if it's there tomorrow... I'm gonna throw it in the back of my truck. So it was there and I'm I'm counting it as me doing my part and cleaning up after somebody else. <laughs> Reuse and repurpose. That's yes. awesome. Yeah, and it's working wonders. Um, you know, and it's uh you know, when we talk about Earth Month and Earth Earth Day, uh we have kind of a pretty big project at our farm. Last last winter we planted thirty five hundred trees. Um in about five acres yeah and it is a now don't tell my wife this but it is a lot bigger job than i had expected we've got to mow in between the trees to keep the the grass down Mm. the competition so that the trees thrive Um, and we got the trees from the state as little saplings and they come in you know i had to i had to supply the tractor but they've got a planter that you tow behind the tractor and um, for those of you that have never seen a tobacco planter or know what one is, the front of it has a big spade and it opens the earth. Okay. And then there's two seats on each side and that's where we sat there and, and dropped trees into the ground. And then behind you, there's two tires that smashed the ground, the, the earth back together. So it's like a giant zipper. Hmm. Um, and so we planted 3,500 trees and, uh, it almost in, they're not necessarily exact rows because we want to 
be some sort of a, of a forest and nature just doesn't plant in rows. It plants wherever it wants. So we, we did sporadically plant them. And uh, so outside of mowing in between the trees, we got to spray them um, with essentially it's the active ingredient in Roundup um, and which is that's that's a whole day. And so we, we've been very conscious this Earth month uh, to make sure that those trees are are healthy. Uh, the forester came out a couple weeks ago and uh, gave us all gold stars. You know, the trees are doing good. They're, they're progressing. Um, he did have some things that we needed to, to address. Um, one of them is, is the tedious task of actually weed eating as close as we can to the actual tree. And you got to remember these trees are like, they're, they're saplings still. They're about as thick as a, a pencil. Um, and weed eating around them is going to be a challenge. So I'm going to wait until later in the year. Hopefully this, this spring will get a little bit bigger and I'll be able, you know, to see them a lot easier, but, uh, yeah, it's exciting. We're, we're having fun. Um, the goal is that maybe in 40, 50, a hundred years, you know, our kids or grandkids could harvest the trees and, um, you know, use that money for retirement, you know, whatever they want. But, um, it's going to be kind of neat to say, you know, I, I planted this forest, which is going to be kind of cool. Wow. Um, How long did it take you, Bruce, to plant it? It, it took us an entire day um, from sunup to sundown. Um, the planter, having that planter there was was a huge time saver. Um, you know, and the, we, we actually, so the Department of Forestry shipped all these trees to my house Um and then I had to take them down to the farm, but, um, inmates. Can I, can I ask? Yeah. What does 3,500 trees look like? What does that look um, like? They are in like gigantic, um, paper bag, like grocery bags, but they're gigantic and they've got water and fertilizer in them, uh, to keep them, keep them alive. And they were only out of the ground a total of one week. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they were still like soaking wet, uh, when we pulled them out of the bags and still pretty healthy, but, uh, they're just, if, if you imagine a pile of branches in a gigantic, um, paper grocery bag, that's what they look like. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and 3,500 of those, well, I shouldn't say they, there were 200 to a bag. So I had tons of bags. Um, yeah, but the, so the, the inmates, at the correction facility in in Kentucky, um, actually are the ones that package the, the the trees and they it's a co-op so they they grow them they plant them you know they they create or they they grow them until they're ready to be sold um, and the the state sells them super cheap you know especially if you're buying thirty five hundred like they're almost giving them giving them away um, but it's a co-op so that the you know, they use prison labor. I don't, yeah, they use prison labor to to grow the trees until they're sold, which is pretty cool. Wow, um, that is. Yeah. And uh, then the, the forestry department comes out and they help us plant them. And, you know, we cooked out. We made it a, a big day. Um, the family came out. My, my daughter got to ride on the tractor and, you know, she was grinning from ear to ear. And it was a, it was a big family day, which was awesome. That'll be neat for your children to 
just watch yeah. them grow and experience that whole process of nurturing and caring for something in nature. Yep. Yep. I was out there this weekend mowing in between the rows and I mean, it's, you gotta be, it, it's, it's not hard work. It's just, it's, it takes forever. You know, we got a big tractor and everything, but it still, it takes, you imagine mowing five acres of ground, uh, very, very carefully because you don't want to run the trees over because you're going to kill them. Um, but it was fun. It, it's fun. It's enjoyable. We, we take it in stride. This is our last year of having to mow in between the trees. Uh, and we're very excited about that. I'm very excited about that. I, as you know, grew up on a farm, so mm -hmm. I have so much respect and appreciation for that type of work. That's hard work. But yeah. So much joy and satisfaction comes from those efforts. And goodness, before I moved to Arizona, I would say probably the last 10 years or so, um, I have not owned a home, so I was always running, so I didn't have the pleasure of caring for a garden because I've always had a garden. So last year, when my husband and I purchased our home, that was one of the first things we did was we worked outside instead of changing everything inside. We really wanted to get back into nature and, and take care of our garden. So we've had so much success and we actually spent this past weekend taking the compost that we've compiled in the back of our shed for the past year. And now it's at a point where my husband was shifting it because somehow we got some rocks in there and we're using it all instead of spending that $400 again that we did to get things started last year. We had all our compost from the past year and uh, we didn't have to go and purchase anything. So oh, good. I'm pretty appreciative of being able to have space to do that. And I have to say, honestly, one of the things here at Global Trans is Every month we have some type of focus on giving back to the community in some way. And our green team really does a really nice job. I'm lucky to be on that team. And we have, you know, every month tips and suggestions for our team members to participate in different challenges, whether it's repurpose, reuse, recycle, or what have you. And people can get really creative. So it's amazing to see there are so many ways that we can take care of our planet and also take care of our body, mind, and spirit in the same way. Yeah. And it, you just feel so much better when you are when you do something good. Yes. You know, it. you, you feel, it, I mean, it's, it's, an, it's almost like a, not a rush, but you feel pleasant. You feel clean too. It just yeah. invigorates you. It just opens you up. I remember the first time I was in a car with a guy I was going with at the time. I was working in Atlantic City, I was a craps dealer, and we had stopped and had some fast food, and we're driving along Route 9, and he rolled down the window and threw out his trash. And I looked at him, like, what'd you just do? Why did you throw that out the window? And the point of the story is he's like, oh, somebody gets paid to pick up trash. And it led into this whole conversation about, really? Like, <laughs> I don't I don't understand that thinking. And to be honest, I was annoyed and I was upset by that. I lost some respect for him, honestly, right in that moment. And then he never did it again in front of me. I can't say too when it wasn't around me, but sometimes people, whether it's cigarette butts or whatever, all of that adds up if you you think about every single person discarding their trash mindlessly 
not giving it a second thought that all adds up. I actually saw on the show, Let's Talk Supply Chain with Sarah, she actually had a guest on this morning who was talking about masks, because now mm -hmm. we live in the world of masks and gloves, and how many times, Bruce, do you pass a mask in a day if, when you're out and about? It's constant. So anyway. Like a, like a mask that like laying on the ground? Yeah, like somebody's oh, yeah. face yeah. covering. Somebody's old mask, yeah. So one of the interesting things that they spoke about, which I didn't even think of, is they're recyclable, but whenever we do recycle them, we should cut the ends off just like we do plastic where the soda cans are in. Oh, yeah. Want to because sometimes they make their way into the ocean and the water streams and it potentially could hurt all the little swimmers in the oceans. And there's actually companies that will come and collect masks specifically and repurpose them. So that was an interesting thing to learn today that I never even thought about. No, so. not at all. Um, we use the reusable ones in our house. It's just, they go in the laundry, wear the same ones. It's, but you're right. Like even, you know, you're looking at the stores where they hand them out for people that don't have them and they put them on, they put them in their pocket. Next thing you know, they're in the trash. They warm for 30 seconds. Um, it, adds, it adds up. adds mm -hmm. up quick. So, Well, apparently people are being pretty clever about repurposing them to save the planet and use them to stuff different things. Um, they're supposedly being sanitized and repurposed in another way. I mean, who thought we would ever be talking about this? What are they repurposing them for or um, as? I've heard them being used in mattresses hmm. and um really mm -hmm. mattresses so like it would be the fabric i'm assuming like the stuffing yes kudos to whoever is trying to be more environmentally conscious yeah is recycling big in arizona we have a huge recycled program here in Arizona. I can't speak to how much is actually recycled. So I've heard that some places don't do as good of a job, you know, as others. Yeah. You know, I was watching a show on, I want to say it was Discovery, and one of our listeners might be able to correct me, but they were talking about the amount of trash that ends up in the oceans. And there's a area, I believe, off the west coast that the current naturally drifts things to this, I think they're calling it an island at this point, and... Like they have boats that go out and just collect garbage from cruise ships, from container ships, from wherever, from beaches that get washed away. And and it's a massive undertaking, um, you know, because plastic, we, we, I mean, think about it. Plastic is in everything. Mm -hmm. Plastic is, is everywhere and it takes forever for it to decompose. So therefore, like if you throw something in the ocean, it could take... I don't know what the half-life is of plastic, but I, I've heard upwards of like a hundred years. Um, so when we when you throw out that soda bottle, how long is it going to take for that soda bottle to to decompose and and to not be trash anymore? Um, it's interesting. Um, all of the plastic that's out there. I mean, if you think just about condiments like ketchup and salt and pepper, and I've noticed. The few times that I go out to restaurants now, instead of having shakers and ketchup bottles or barbecue bottles or whatever on the tables, now they're going to all these little individual 
serving sizes again. So that's just mm -hmm. more waste. So now I've noticed that. So I just choose not to use the packages and, and you could be smart and like bring your own. Just so many little things that we can do during the day to help pitch in the best way we can. And, you know, I try to be mindful as much as I can, but it's a tremendous issue. Um, yeah. And, and by no means am I a, a tree hugger planted a lot of trees. One of the coolest things that I've seen and and this is something that we've actually started to do is uh you know you go to the grocery store and they put your stuff in bags and i mean there's a lot of bags mm -hmm. right i mean sometimes there's like one item in a bag so i saw this video of this guy that he leaves a laundry basket in his car and then when he goes to the grocery store he puts everything right back into his basket he doesn't put them in any bags and he puts it right back into his basket after they scan it. And then he takes it, everything out of his basket and puts it into his laundry basket. And then, you know, because here we are, we're trying to unload our groceries. Mm -hmm. And how many times do you catch yourself like trying to see how many bags you could put on your arm, right? You, I mean, you're just like the Michelin <laughs> man. You got big arms. You're just like walking in with all these groceries. Instead, like, you just pick up the laundry basket and walk in. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's genius. Like not only do you not have to worry about bags and you know, then recycling them and, you know, or throwing them away and whatever. But like, it's one trip, one trip. And you'd now have all your groceries in your house. Um, I thought that was genius. That's pretty slick. Yeah. Yeah. So put a laundry, get a, get a big laundry basket, throw it, throw it in the back of your car when you get groceries and just tell the, the bagger or I don't even think they have baggers anymore. Um, tell the person bagging it that, Hey, just put it back in the cart. Well, should we, uh, move on to an action item? Yes. If if we can all do one, just one, one spontaneous good deed for somebody, go out of your way to make somebody's day just a little bit extra. That's a good and vibe if, one. Yeah. And if, if some of our listeners out there want to email us what they're doing, that would be fantastic. Again, the, the email address is worklife360podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we'll, we'll share your good deed on, uh, on the next episode. Take care. Be well. Sounds good. Thanks for joining us, everybody. That wraps up this episode of Worklife 360. Thanks for joining us. Make sure to check out all of our other episodes for even more great content. Check out the show notes, any links, any articles that we've referenced in today's episode. We appreciate your time and ask you to send any feedback to worklife360podcast at gmail.com. We value your time and we're here for you. Contact me directly if you'd like to learn more about me coming to run a free sales training workshop for your team. Follow me on LinkedIn or check out my website at brucepumierswc.com. If you'd like to learn more about me or have a free health consult, check me out on LinkedIn or visit my website at planningtheseedsforhealthyliving.com. Thanks for joining us.